0: Well, good Monday morning. Thank you for joining us today on Tetelestai, where we celebrate the finished work of Jesus Christ. And part of the finished work of Jesus Christ is the fact that he has given us victory over temptation. He has given us an example and the power to say no to sin, to say no to the enemy, and to overcome the lies and the deceptions of the evil one. And we see this... Beautifully portrayed in Luke 4, 1-13, through 13, and that's where we've been looking at. And we have talked about the appeal to the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. We have talked about how that the enemy assaulted not only Jesus in each of these areas, but how Jesus countered each of those temptations with the word of the living God truth. Satan always hits us with lies. We encounter and come back to those temptations and we confront those temptations with truth and defeat them. So let's get back into this message. How to resist temptation. Then he takes him up and shows him all the kingdoms of the world that are in Satan's authority and power that Adam and Eve had yielded to him as kings and priests when they yielded to sin, he now is the prince of the power of the air and he shows him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Bust the eyes. Look at that. See it. You see, Jesus has seen all the the riches, all the power, all the authority of all the kingdoms in the known world at that time. Desire it. But he didn't. And then, taking him up to the pinnacle of the temple, throw yourself down from here. You won't hit the ground. I mean, the scripture says his angels are going to take care of you. He's going to give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. Even if you dash your foot against the stone. Even if you trip up and start to fall to the ground. They're going to catch you before you hit the ground, Jesus. Just throw yourself off. Pride of life. Haughtiness. Look what I can do. I can throw myself off the pinnacle and I don't have to worry about dying when I hit the ground. Jesus is hit by the same three temptations of the world. The things of the world. lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And one of the things we have to remember about temptation, because the enemy gets us pretty fouled up on this, is the fact that temptation in and of itself is not sin. It's not sin. But the enemy will make us think that because we have Felt something. We felt this drawing to something. To the lust of the flesh. Or the lust of the eyes. We feel that desire being stirred up inside of us. Or a haughtiness or pride. We sense that in us. We haven't yielded to it. But we sense and we feel it. And the minute we start feeling that evil inclination rise up and crave something... The enemy then follows up and makes us think, oh, you sin now. Even though we didn't yield to it, even though we didn't give in to it, you thought it, you felt it, it went through your mind, you're guilty. And that's not the case. Jesus had all those same things. But he didn't sin. So you have to remember that temptation in and of itself is not sin. If you're a red-blooded, flesh-and-blood human being, You are going to face temptation. You're going to feel those desires. I mean, you you can't help that. You're you're, you're a human being. The evil inclination that's inside of you and I that's there, that law of sin, is, is going to be stirred by things around us in the world. So the feeling of that and the desire for it, again... And again, here's what the enemy will do. When those desires rise up to do or say things we know that are not God's best, the enemy wants to convince us that that's the real me and the real you. Oh, look, look what you felt. See, you, you can't. God can't be pleased with you for feeling those things. And again, that's not the true me and the true you. The true me and the true you, as Paul says in Romans 7, we delight in God's way. We delight in wanting to please God. But we sense and we face, as Paul said, I sense a struggle. We have a struggle. We have a. He says, I have a war going on. It can sometimes you, when you face temptation. Have you ever felt like it's been a war, a real war, in, just inside of you to yield to something that you know is not God's best for you? I mean, it can be a battle and a fight. And Paul acknowledges that in Romans seven, but he also acknowledges the fact that look. I'm going to tell you there's a real war going on. It's a real battle, but that's not the true you. That's not the real you. That's not the new you that God has created in Christ. So we have to remember that temptation is not sin. You also have to remember that when temptation and testing come, it is an opportunity. See, the Holy Spirit leading Jesus to face his adversary, to be tested and tried, was opportunity. From God's standpoint, here's an opportunity to be who you are. Here's an opportunity to stand against what's coming against you and be victorious. It's an opportunity for you and I to exercise our spiritual muscles. We don't grow unless we exercise the spiritual muscles that God has given us. And the only way that we're going to have opportunity to do that most of the time is facing, testing, trial, and temptation. Your faith isn't going to grow unless you have to trust. Love is not going to grow unless you are forced to love when you don't feel like loving. Your attitude of servanthood is not going to grow unless you are put in a place where you are required and called by God to serve someone that you don't want to serve and do something for them. I mean, all these all these areas, discernment even, your ability to discern between good and evil even between sometimes that which is good and that which is the best. Paul, when he prayed for the Philippians in Philippians 1, he prayed that God, that the God's love would fill their heart in such a way that they would be able to prove and to discern what is God's absolute best for them. And when Paul was using that terminology and that prayer for them, he was talking about being able to discern what's simply good, but what is God's best for you. There are some good things, but they may not be God's best for you. And love, he says, in your heart, and God's filling you with love in your heart, will give you the ability to discern those things. So it gives us an opportunity to grow spiritually. Our character is developed in Christ's likeness by facing trials, testings, and temptations. And it is an opportunity for the Spirit of God to show you and to show me who we really are. For us to have an opportunity to be that in those situations, in those circumstances. Every one of our responses to temptation and testing are always and should always need to be based upon the word of God. This is how Jesus dealt with his testings. This is how Jesus dealt with the temptation. He resisted by means of the Father's truth. That was his key to victory. When the devil came to him, turned the stone into bread, Jesus quoted, he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. And of course, other passages in the Gospels tell us that by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus is quoting from Deuteronomy there. Now here's what Jesus is saying. The devil is tempting him to do something that will give him and sustain him with life. And Jesus responds with passage of Scripture that says, real life is not in physical food, but in my Father's truth. That's where life's at. I find life not in physical food, but in my Father's truth. That is where life is at. Not in physical food, but in the word of God, the truth of God, feasting upon the freedom and the liberty and the joy and the power that God and his word brings to our lives. Well, we'll continue talking about this tomorrow on how to resist temptation. May the joy of our great and mighty God, the Lord Jesus Christ, fill your heart to overflowing this day. Have a blessed day.